Hi folks, Sal here. This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Alright, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of a law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rules Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So today we're going to be talking about some, I don't want to call it the worst comics of 2020, because I think that's an unfair assessment. It is, and I know we both kind of debated back and forth on this, on what it should be. And the thing I said that I think changed the conversation is I, I don't read a lot of bad comics, and I know you don't too. That's one of the cool things about being our own bosses and not being beholden to any website or any paymaster or anything where it's like we talk about what we want and sometimes we get bored and just stop and just drop books. Exactly, and that's, I think, the most damning condemnation of a bad book or a book mm. that that didn't succeed is a book that was dropped. So yeah. the unofficial title I think we're going to call this is Dropped Books of 2020, but nobody knows what that means. So I'm calling True. it Comic Book Duds Works of 2020. Me. Duds. Those things that just, you know, they they maybe they they gave a valiant effort, but they just couldn't quite stick the landing. Yeah. Uh, or at the very least, they couldn't grip you to stay long enough to find out whether or not they stuck the landing at all. Absolutely. And I think that's probably the greatest sin of modern day comics, and that is being boring. Like, I have yeah. kept up with a lot of bad comics just because I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. What are they going to do next? <clears throat> Tom King's Batman. Vengeance <clears throat> yeah. is Superman for the first little bit. I'm like, oh, I will keep up with this for like a year to see where this goes, because this is just a nonstop train wreck, and it is glorious. Vengeance is Superman, I think, is a good place to start, because it was one of those things where they gave you a lot of opportunities to quit the book. Sure did. Rogelzar's Kryptonian. Okay. Uh, John is older. Rogelzar's introduced. Like, when Bendis was given the opportunity to do that kind of like preview uh, in, mm. I think it was Action Comics 1000. Yes, yes it, it was. sets up the stage. This is what Bendis Superman is going to be like. Uh, I remember reading it and being like, oh, that's kind of fun. Introducing Rogelzar, I'm like, oh, that's really stupid looking. And, they brought uh, the and, trunks back in that story. That's that's what distracted me. Yes, yes, yes. And then they did the Man of Steel series. And mm -hmm. that's one of the series that I read the whole thing of. I was like, yep. I have to see where this goes. Yep. Man of Steel. But at the, at the end of it, I'm like, thank you for this miniseries. I only bought, I think, four issues because I think that was a four-issue <laughs> miniseries. Yes, and sure. then I didn't buy another book <laughs> by Bendis of Superman again. That's not technically true. I did buy like one or two because I heard things, you know, people were like, but dozens of type of issues down the road. People were like, you have to see this. And I'm like, well, I don't steal comics, so I must buy it. Yeah, I do. I read it. I'm like, I shouldn't have bought that. Uh, yep. There was one. It was very recently where they introduced yet another dumb named, overly complicated, visually speaking, villain. Oh, yeah. The uh yeah, the thing that looks like Ghost Rider. It's got like the fire magic up. thing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah. So uh, from the and and here's the thing about Bendis Superman because I think unequivocally it is a dud of 2020, and that is not necessarily saying like Bendis is a hack. The art was bad. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. have all the trappings of a dud. It's more no. that. According to rumor and conjecture that I cannot mm -hmm. confirm or deny. Right. Bendis came in to a significant portion of money to do this title. 
Some and, might say the most money anyone actually gets paid in the industry to do a book. <laughs> and were I in the position, editorially speaking, of DC, and I had the opportunity to snipe Bendis, I would take it. Oh, because yeah. he's a name, and we know that names sell books. One of the Almost. few last names in comics that can sell something solely on their reputation and the goodwill of their previous work. Exactly. So I would do that too. Make that deal. Damn good deal. But when it turned out that that wasn't enough to bolster sales on Superman to the top five. Yeah. That is a dud. Something should have changed. Uh, similarly to his Young Justice run, which I think people have already mostly forgotten that he did. I read the first arc to find it. Okay, how are you bringing Superboy back? Because that's been such a fractal spreadsheet nightmare of retcons yes. and lack of care. How are you going to do it, Bendis? Oh, he was in Gem World. Okay. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> fa fair enough, I guess. That's kind of a disappointing answer. All right, I guess I'm done now. I got my answer. I do <laughs> not care what you're doing after. And I never came back. Even when people were like, ah, he turned Tim Drake into Drake. The brown costume is terrible, but he's Robin again. So everything is forgiven, I guess. Yeah. I read the first volume of uh, Young Justice as well. I loved it. I was like, this is like New Avengers. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time reading it. My only issue was it didn't grip me. Like, no. I enjoyed reading it. And I read the first arc, and then I just stopped. And I think I picked up the next issue because I forgot about it. And a month later, I was like, wait a minute, picked up the next issue. I was so uninterested mm. that I didn't pick it up. And what, once they yeah. yeah, once they answered the big question, it's like, okay, well, now I'm not interested anymore. Also, too, another book that really showcased that Bendis does not have his finger on the pulse of what was happening in the DC universe at the time oh, yeah. and these characters. Like, hey, Stephanie Brown goes to see her dad. Cluemaster's been dead since Batman Eternal, man. That's been like multiple years. You didn't look at that's a very easy thing to look into. Yeah, that's a Bendis thing, though. He He's really done that is. all throughout his Marvel run where he have a character show up, just show up as a big reveal because he thought nobody used him for a while. Turns out the character had been dead forever. And it's like, oh, well, then he came back. Whatever. It doesn't change anything that I did. It happens. <laughs> and listen, like. When you're Bendis, you get to do that. You get you you have the opportunity to do that. You have the you have the clout to do that. And sometimes that's actually more fun because you get to see a new take on that character. Whereas mm -hmm. most people were kind of like covetously being like, "Yo, don't use that character. They're dead." And it's like, why not? It's irrelevant. It, like it also that is stupid. It also gives other writers an opportunity to be like, okay, let me try and make sense of this then. Let me try and give a reason behind this because I know Brian won't. And that way I'm flexing my own creative muscle. Yeah, yeah, it does actually win you points in the fan community if you like no prize other writers without cutting out their feet or hurting yourself. Guys like uh, Zub and Jerry Duggan are very, very good at that. That's true. That's true. So you got, uh, you, you, you know, you got two Bendis books, Young Justice and Superman. I think pretty significant duds in 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> the and, other thing and, about ended them, too. Right. And they're over. Like, they're done. And I, I will say one good, a couple of good things. One, like I said, first volume of Young Justice, I really enjoyed. Uh, and with Superman, I think Bendis's voice for Superman is good mm, i think he's he, not crying over stuff right i think he understands superman i think he 
portrays him well. I think he almost is a little too precious with Superman because mm. as a result, Superman is like the rigid, unflexing version of the uh, he's the only character in the book that doesn't change yeah grow or 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 do anything yeah. that is like flamboyant or or inappropriate or or you know i don't know dangerous some people would right. say but that way literally everyone in the entire sporting cast is fair game oh including yeah lois and oh that yeah for lois i was like pass Lois got put through the ringer in that series. And oh, it hits me too. Uh, it wasn't just Ben just Superman, it was Action Comics too. And I actually liked Action Comics more because mm -hmm. we got to see Clark the journalist. And that book was at its best when he was like really, you know, trying to, you know, knuckle up and solve this invisible mafia thing and do it the only way he can. And there was a great bit where, you know, he was uh, working with people who were afraid to come forward and everything. He's like, don't worry, I know a guy. <laughs> who can help you and he's talking about superman i'm like see that's good that should have been the book it should have just been a journalist book yes exactly um i should mention by the way before we get too deep into this topic that uh, this show is sponsored by viewers like you if you're watching the show live uh you can support the show by using super chats and ask a question or comment read it here on the show and uh, it's part of the show forever and the proceeds go towards allowing this institution to continue to exist i like somber shadow who says what's up guys love watching you guys all the time currently at work so i have to leave at some point that's fair but we'll see you on the repeat but thank you very much for watching sombra um yeah. tiffany's fa one of fa tiffany's favorite overwatch characters in recent times yes. um blue baba says hey guys always laugh when south reads my name God, me too man <laughs> uh, ethan ainsworth uh, shekels for all thank you very much good use of the word shekels i love that word uh, i use it a lot. I use it less now because every time I do use it, people go, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I've been watching since 15, 2015. Now that Bendis is done nice. with Big Blue, where would you point him? I'd take a Titans book from him. Um, uh, yeah, well, we basically got a Titans book with Young Justice from Bendis. Yeah. I am genuinely interested to see his his Justice League. Same, because I think creatively, boy, does that book need a shot in the arm. And I'm like, cool, thank you for switching up the cast. It needed it. Yep. It's been the AAA characters for way too long. This is where Bendis plays. This is where his strengths are. Let me really get into the mind of Black Adam. Let me get into the mind of Hawkwoman and all these other characters. And yeah. I'm not just saying that because Green Arrow and Black Canary are on the team. But boy, that helps. I think Blue Beetle and Booster Gold are also going to be on it, which nice. allows for all the humor to exist. Uh, and that sounds exciting. If he knew Avengers, the Justice League, I'm all in because that's my Avengers. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that's where I'd put him. So thank you, Ethan. Uh, Cam Senses says, I've been a big Bendis apologist. I forgot that we could do this. So here's Cam Senses. I'm sorry, everybody oh, else. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been a big Bendis apologist and was excited for him to come to DC. But the only books I liked from him right now is Co is uh, Cover and Batman Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Batman Universe was great. Naomi, I heard great things about that he did with David F. Walker. In fact, I'm going to have to pick that up and read that soon because that's getting a CW show. I will say, one, I read... All of Nomi, loved it. I uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was like, this is the best book he's doing at DC until so I, I read heard. Batman Universe, which was the one I championed the most. I like, you know, tweets and Instagram posts and episodes of back issues. I've been trying to sell that book for years. It's not a 2020 book, so I can't say it's the best book of 2020, oh. but it was the best of 2019, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me, I was not a Bendis apologist by the time he got to B DC. Be by the time he went to DC, I was like... All right, well, it's it's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Um, we, uh, we mentioned Justice League. Uh, yeah, that's a book that I dropped. As soon as Snyder was done, that book was basically just dead in the water in directions. We're like, uh, fill-in writers and more fill-in writers. And now death metal tie-ins. And now endless winter. We don't, we don't know. We have no direction. We have we nobody. Know. We're marking time until Bendis gets here. And I yeah. hope when he does get here, the book will actually have a direction and make me want to pick it up again. Exactly. Uh, oh, Tevia, surprisingly enough, says Ben is aging up John Kent, putting on the Legion is stupid. Uh, yeah. Can't argue with that. Swordfish has a uh, super sticker, which I'll check out on the repeat. Thank you very much, Swordfish. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate your support. Uh, Luke Varillo, happy holidays. The New Mutants was certainly a dud for the Fox. Oh, yeah. Also, 2021's better for CBMs in comics. Three Jokers was a dud for me. We'll talk about Three Jokers in a little bit because I want to address that. Um, but yeah, New Mutants in terms of comic book movies, yeah, huge dud. D- did you finally see it? No, no, I didn't. But I have only i've never heard a defense of it in any it's, way it's the worst it really might be the worst like th- think of every way you could screw up and they do it and then they no. find new and interesting and uncomfortable ways to screw up too <laughs> oh my god uh i will say uh in terms of duds you know i don't want to hurl a lot of uh shade dc's way i should give some uh, credit to the rest of the comic book world. Uh, for that matter, there is a three-issue miniseries that Marvel deigned to release uh, called Force Works 2020. Oh, from Rosenberg? Mm-hmm. It was so boring and so uninteresting. And I have to say, like, a valiant effort was made. Like, they genuinely were like, I think Rosenberg had an idea. I think he had, yes, like, a plan. It was a three-issue miniseries. Not a big commitment. No. I read the first issue. I was like, don't care. Like just the, nothing about it in any way grabbed me. And like a lot of my detractors will say things like you're cynical. You don't like everything. You don't like anything. And it's like, all it takes is one issue or one moment in an issue to get me. It's true. I would have put Spencer's Spider-Man book on this list, except for the fact that the entire last remains are, I know, right. Has been fun, excellent, interesting, and exactly what I was asking for. Yeah, it finally it finally became what it was always meant to be. It only took two years. I should say, though, the first 50 issues were pretty meh. Yeah, that, it's funny, you know, his Spider-Man book, I enjoyed the weird little side pieces more than I enjoyed the arc where it's like, hey, he's doing a podcast with James and, oh, this is fun and this is fun. You're like, oh, he's going on an adventure with Boomerang. I'm like, oh, this is like Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yeah. This is, it feels like a book at odds with itself where it's like, look, we can have fun side adventures with Spider-Man yeah. or I could do arcs and I could do all this other stuff and everything. It's like, it's like those little one-shot issues were your reward for making it through an arc. Right, right. Right. Those were fun, although the Gog thing I felt was super self-indulgent. I was like, mm. all right. Like, I'm not here for this. You know? Like, this is this feels like a web of Spider-Man kind of thing. <laughs> but I remember so much Spider-Man history. I want to show you all the continuity I remember. I remember it too, man. But I don't want it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I but I threw Force Works on there because like, no one's going to be upset. You, you know what the heartbreaker about Forceworks is? I yeah. interviewed Matthew, Ro- Matthew Rosenberg on my channel right when that was coming out, mm-hmm. and he was so passionate about Forceworks, and he laid this out in front of me to hear him tell it. Yeah. It sounded so good where he's like, yeah, you know, War Machine and John Walker, you know, these are these replacement Iron Man and Captain yeah. Americas, and, you know, they feel so lost and directionless a lot of the time, and, you know, I want them to, you know, have a sense of self and everything, you know, to bring them together in this book. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really really good 
And then I don't think I picked it up either. Cause here's the thing that was a tie into the much bigger Iron Man 2020 event, which right. I had read all of Dan Slott's Iron Man. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting and kind of Black Mirror. Oh, the virtual world. Uh, you know, Tony thinking, am I the real Tony? Am I not the real Tony? Was drawn out a little longer than it probably should have been. I read all of Iron Man 2020 except for the last issue. The last issue came around and I had a big week and I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool not knowing how that ends. Yeah, that's that's a, that, that's a, that's a clear sign that it didn't succeed. That like, I could drop it right at the end and not care how it ends. Yeah, Iron Man and Fantastic Four for me were two of those books where I'm like, huh. Like, where I wreck it, it's it actually had the same problem as Force Works, and maybe it's not necessarily even the problem with Rosenberger slot. Maybe this is a Marvel problem. Mm. And the problem is there are too many goddamn books. Like maybe these books shouldn't have existed. Except for Dan, like Fantastic Four should exist. It should always be published, but yeah. like it shouldn't be published by like a weary or bored author. Yeah. Uh, but they all felt very bland. If that yeah. makes sense. Like despite the status quo shifts, like we aged up Valeria and Franklin. We made, who is Tony Stark? Is he even real? Does he super like we, we changed the whole nature of reality. Like look, Westworld and shit. Like, yeah. But at the same time, what is there? Like what's the, what's the gem? What's the kernel of the story that makes me want to read more? And at the end of the day, neither of those books kept me for an entire arc. It's true. I read multiple issues of those runs, and I, at no point did I find my footing. And again, that's another series where like, I liked the side stuff more. I liked Joe Costa and her rocky relationship with Robot Man. I'm like, can this can this just be the book? Can this just be like a robot romantic comedy? I'd read this. <laughs> See, for me, I'm like, what is this? I was like, I get it. Like, but if this is a secret Machine Man book, not an not an Iron Man book. Oh, sorry, yeah, Machine Man, not Robot Man. Robot Man is Doom Patrol. That's right. That's right. That's right. I didn't even mean to correct you. I, I literally just like I instinctively said the character's name. I'm, I'm I'm glad you did, though, or I'd feel like a dumbass later. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're talking to the guy who referred to Firestorm as Fire Lord in one episode of Back Issues for, like, the entire episode. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to point out that uh, Adam in the Super Chats says, Happy Holidays. My gift to you for providing endless hours of entertainment. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. What an incredible uh incredibly generous offering. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I love your icon. Same. I was about to say. 8-Bit Boba. 8-Bit Fett. That's really good. I love it, Adam. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Lawrence Perry, any predictions for future duds? Even though I don't want that Joker solo, I'm a newer, I'm a newer reader. I don't want that Joker book either. I think it will be canceled sooner than they expect. See, I do want that Joker book because it's tying in being like, hey, you know all that stuff you liked in that punchline book, you know, right. Bluebird and all the stuff from my detective run? Yeah, they wouldn't let me write that on its own, but if I couched it in a Joker book, yeah, they're going to let me print that. So trust me, if you like all my weird side stuff that never got proper continuation, you're going to want to read this. So I'm like, okay, Jay, I see what you're doing. All right, mm -hmm. I'm on board with this. And hey, the fact that it is a Joker book means issue one's going to probably do good numbers on my channel. So oh, thank totally. you again. <laughs> I will say, uh, as far as future duds go, I think that the next run after X-Men will probably not land the way they want. Because, because how could it? Well, I mean, like it could because it sets the stage and allows for like a hungry, like look at uh, look at when Al Ewing finally jumped onto the X train with Sword. Mm, and yeah. What a wrong entry that was. And Indeed. It, but it's Al Ewing. It's like, yeah, 
but there aren't I, I haven't loved everything I've read by Al Ewing but I recognize he's a great author who knows how to write oh yeah it's just that sometimes the things he writes aren't for me or don't connect with me but when like you have the right it's like this is very dry science fiction right. but if you but if i get it like if i if but if i uh if you if you know who to put on that book x-men could just be a slam dunk after slam dunk after slam dunk yeah i, I don't trust marvel enough not to fuck it up no, you know, I think it's going to be, I think once uh, once uh, Hickman is done with X-Men, they're going to do a big, okay, returning to the status quo. We're back in the mansion. We're back in Westchester. We're back to the core five you remember just the way it was. And people are going to be like, oh, well, this isn't nearly as exciting compared to crazy sex islands and everything else we had yeah. before. This feels very milk toast. Yes. Which Marvel will be very happy to release. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, Ruben Gonzalez, a big dud for me was metal since it's basically 50s issues now. I do want to check out Endless Winter. Great to see you guys. Endless Winter's uh, thank you very much, Ruben. And I do appreciate it, man. Um, Endless Winter is an interesting thing because I I I liked it like the first issue, Same. but I haven't read the next nine i i i would tapped out at three when it's like okay so the problem with this is is that the heroes keep talking about they need to go places and save people only to get there and realize they didn't need help at all and also we can't fight the frost king because we can't find the frost king mm -hmm. and i'm like oh, okay so this is just an excuse to have one shots of what the heroes are doing in the holiday season okay that's cute but i'm not gonna buy extra books and i'm not gonna buy books i was already not reading like aquaman or like that teen titans or like anything else okay i'm done tapping out now yeah i i think it will be considered a dud because of its um because i think at any other time endless winter might have been welcomed with open arms but Same. at this point it's, it's not much. it's not so much that it's an anti-death metal like i thought it might be mm. like the, the promotional art and stuff and the and the first issue i was like oh okay i see what you're doing you're literally doing like everything's really big and stupid but like if you just want to read about just like doing something fun here you go here's the funny thing too about endless winter i thought the same thing okay this is going to be an easy to pick up and read thing unlike death metal that is steeped and mired in continuity no endless winter is also very much couched in continuity they spend like a good five ten pages in that first issue letting you know aquaman's married and has a kid superman everyone knows his secret identity what's yep. barry and his family doing right now i'm like okay this is exactly what i didn't want right exactly but but at the same time you also want it to matter right you know yeah. but it but it needed to be it needed to be a very standalone like on its own kind of like evergreen maybe like a christmas or holiday justice league book that isn't necessarily about the holidays yeah because dc has been making holiday and christmas themed comics forever usually anthologies i was looking i, I have like so many of them we were going to do Same. a gbu and we ultimately didn't do any of them um but yeah man uh, i think endless winter will be considered to be a dud i think the problem was instead of it being an anti-death metal it wound up just being kind of a bridge too far they were just like they were asking too much and shockingly too they take a very simple concept hey ancient monster comes out of the snow brings a horrible blizzard that's a very simple concept yep. and they are just stretching it yeah. for all it is worth i'm like no no no. this is like you you do this in like three issues this is like a very yeah, I gotta simple set up the uh, I, gotta, I gotta set up the illuminati and like the avengers 1 million bc type of thing like okay, that's weird too where this is clearly 
a Trojan horse Black Adam story. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking just make it about Black Adam then. Why do you even <laughs> need the Justice? Clearly, he's the only one with skin in the game and the only one that actually knows what the fuck is going on. Why do I have to see the Flash go to Condock and accomplish nothing and then Superman hang out with Mon Pa Kent, which was admittedly very nice and very cute and something we haven't gotten in a bit, when it has no bearing on anything else? Mm-hmm. Well, because you won't buy a Black Adam book, but you will buy a Justice League book. And maybe we'll use the event to justify Black Adam joining the Justice League. I don't know. That certainly seems to be where they're going. And also, maybe Hippolyta, too? Or is that just Wonder Woman dressed like her mom? Have they uh, confirmed or denied what that's For the Infinite Frontier promo? I think that's Wonder Woman dressed as Hippolyta. Okay. Uh, Blue Baba says, do you guys see Power Pack got a new series this year? I feel like I'm one of the five Power Pack fans. I did not see that, but I heard rumblings that there was going to be a Power Pack book, but that might have actually just been people wanting it to exist. Did that get released? Because that came out as part of Outlawed, and a bunch of the Outlawed books ended up not coming out at all, like that supposedly very controversial New Warriors book that never saw the light of day, which is a real fucking shame because apparently that book had the important information of why the new warriors are helping the evil government yeah but they went ah forget it um there was a power pack book it came out in november okay um, and uh, it, it was by, uh, i don't know um let me see just like one issue and then it stopped or have i just do i just have facial blindness for power pack <laughs> there's only one book okay it was going to be an ongoing series and it was just one book okay that sounds about right uh harry krishnan Gopakumar says, remember that J.J. Abrams Spider-Man book? Yes. <laughs> I remember avoiding it. <laughs> yeah, I read the first three issues and was like, why did I read three of these? I should have only read the first one and been and trusted my senses. It's terrible. Don't buy it. Uh, I don't remember if it came out in 2020. I think... It, well, at the very least, the mo- like the majority of issues came out in 2020. Yeah, it had massive delays in between. Yeah, that is that is like the definition of a dud. It is a book where they were like, we got freaking J.J. Abrams' mm. son to do this book, and we got Olivier Quipel. We we bogarted him from a book people would want to read onto a book that no one will read. Sarah Pacelli too, right? Oh, that's right. Was it? Yeah, Quipel did the cover of the first issue. Pacelli did the interiors. Yeah. What a waste of Pacelli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just some guy with a mustache. Do you guys think Batman holds Joe's hand has the potential to be an iconic bat mythos moment like bat through the window, Jason's death, and Bane, Jane, and, and Bane breaks the bat? I, I like it. I love it, and I hope it is. I genuinely think that based upon people's current conversation, it's no one remembers Three Jokers. It's already kind of retreating from people's collective subconscious, which is a shame because I think by the end they actually do something rather interesting and tell a story about grief and forgiveness and moving on. Yet, hilariously, the three Jokers for which the story is named actually play a shockingly small part in the story. Yeah, they're practically irrelevant. Uh, And at the end of the day, the book kind of like chides you for caring. A little bit, but I then again, I guess if they called it Batman makes up with Joe Chill, the series, yeah. people wouldn't be as interested. Ironically, anytime anybody is like, give me a Batman book I've never read before. You know, someone's like, here's Batman Death of the Maidens. You know, it's, here's here's a Batman book with a crazy ass title that was Batman Forgiveness. That actually might have more staying power than Batman Three Jokers because yeah. no one seems to care anymore. And that... Three Jokers is a complicated nut we need to crack. Sure. I don't know if I want to do it right now. 
So instead, I'm going to put a pin in it and yeah, say that's a whole conversation. Thank you, John. Uh, thanks for another year of entertainment. Happy holidays to the team. And Joel, Aww. thank you very much, John. Uh, thank you very much for your support. Um, yeah, that was a good point uh, about uh, the Spider-Man J.J. Abrams book. I should talk about the Avengers run by Jason Aaron. I dropped it this year and I was a big defender of it and a big torch carrier for so long. But then we hit that Moon Knight thing. I'm like, man, what a cool first issue. Still going, huh? Still going on. <laughs> okay. Feels feels like you can't get much bigger than this. Moon Knight, Khonshu, the devil. Okay, boy, this is getting kind of exhausting now. What's what's next after this? Oh, everyone gets the Phoenix Force. Uh tapping out. I'm tapping. Yeah. I can't. I uh I read the first issue, first, first arc. I was like, they beat the Celestials. Get yeah. out of here. Uh, and I was justified in my decision to it's, drop that book. I, I remember you saying that, and I'm like, nah, Sal, you could always go bigger. That's what's great about the Avengers. Bigger, better. And then again, by the time we get to the Moon Knight story, okay, yeah. I'm so tired, Jason. Please let me sleep, Jason. I can't keep doing this. Literally every time that like the, another issue would come out, I'd get calls from like industry professionals who were like, can can Moon Knight do that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you Apparently know, just, he can. Just, just people being like, are you reading this Avengers book? Because I'm kind of baffled. And I'm like, no, he, no, I'm not reading he's it. It's crazy. He can do whatever he wants. And again, yeah. that first issue, like literally, if that was the one shot, if it was Moon Knight beats up the Marvel Universe. Whoa, what a great first issue. Yep. But then it's a big story and it has to keep going, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's just one of those things where bigger isn't always better. Uh, you really, it's, you know what it is? It's just New 52 Justice League Volume 1. All yeah, over. Where it's like, the team is formed and they got to fight the biggest, baddest guy they'll right ever away. fight. And it's like, dude, you know, you can't have him fight Mirror Master in the next story arc. Like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta build to that kind of stuff. You can't just be like, because it, it, it only pays short-term dividends, right? Because you're just like, whoa! And then it's like, but if you want to get him to keep reading it, you can't keep having the big thing be, whoa! It's it's, it's true. And, it's and timing. Oh, yeah, timing. Timing is another issue, too, because, again, all of this was happening the same time Empire was going on and the same time all this other stuff. I'm like, this this feels like an event in an Avengers book, and normally that would be cool, and I would say good job. But, like, so Earth is under siege by plant aliens, and also Moon Knight has taken over the Earth and changed everything, and just, like, I can't. I can't. I don't have enough gas in my tank. No. No. I, I, I think that creatively Avengers was a dud. I think that critically it's split, but for me, I'm calling it a dud. One of the biggest duds for me of 2020. It's the antithesis of what I want to read about in the Avengers. And I was so excited when Jason Aaron came on that book too. And again, there's glimmers of an interesting idea where it's like, okay, so the Avengers BC and they're fighting Mephisto because the devil is the original supervillain and he tries to tempt them all. And this is part of like a multi-layered chess plan to like destroy the Avengers in the past so he can destroy them in the future. And I'm like, okay, Maybe that should be the story, though. Like, literally, Avengers versus Satan. I can dig on that, but it's buried under all this other stuff. The thing is, like, it's... How do you beat... First of all, Mephisto's not the devil. Like, they keep treating him like it, but it's, he's not. Uh, secondly, you can't have them fight the ultimate evil. Like, mm -hmm. unless you make it personal. Like, you, you can't... Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange, Triumph of Torment. 
the, it's technically Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom versus the devil, but it's right. not because they can't beat Mephisto. They have to win morally. Like it has to be a moral victory. It has to be like a some kind of smaller, more rela- like relatable victory. Right. You can't punch the devil. You can't you can't punch a celestial. You know, mm. it's just like it's it was an it was a it was too much. Oh, shit, I just remember too. Coulson came back in that book too, and Mephisto brought him back. And I don't think they've answered the question of how or why or for what purpose. No, no, but they did bring back the, the Squadron Supreme, which they should have did. been a big deal. And I don't remember anyone caring. No, and I loved the concept where it's like, okay, so the Squadron is back. But maybe they're clones, maybe they're life model decoys, and we also turned up their patriotism like a hundred because, again, that was Jay Starin doing his socio-political commentary right, right. at the time, which I'm like, oh, I'm always down for some of this. And then that got buried under everything else, and I'm like, okay, this. I feel like this should have been the story. I feel like the devil thing should have been the story, yeah. and I feel like we're doing everything but. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Heasters, I would love to see you boys talk football and how terrible the Jets are some more. <laughs> I, literally, it's just I'm I'm from Jersey. The Jets have never won anything in my entire lifetime. It's just a joke, and it, and it's and in the on the East Coast, it's always a joke. Like the 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 Jets are a joke, and they're always their merch is always on sale. Uh, no Aod, uh, happy holiday, Sal and Joel. I think we can all agree that the biggest dud of 2020 was the cancellations. R.I.P. Morbius, the Living Vampire. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Didn't that last like one issue? I remember you and I talking yeah. about this. Like, doesn't Morbius come out this week? Oh well, that's dead in the water because yeah. the movie's I, not coming out now. Every, every time I look up Morbius from 2020, I pull up the Marvel thing, and it has. It, 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 I think it has like six or six or eight issues. Now, here we go. It, it lasted five issues and then was canceled. But there are covers on Marvel's website for issues six, seven, and eight. That feels impossible. Right? That must have sold negative. People must have brought that book back. <laughs> <laughs> that would not surprise me. Um, but good point. Uh, not to mention all of the Empire tie-in. Oh, yeah. Cancellations that took place. We'll that got axed and just never got to come out. KT8, uh, as bad as Teen Titans was, I did enjoy the ending of the annual that spelled out that Bruce failed to notice his son's trauma until it was too late. I did hear that was apparently the one bright spot in Glass's entire thing. If you read one issue, read the annual. Uh, Carlos Sarabia says, Legion was definitely a dud I was excited about. Who would have, who would, who would make a good creative team for them? Happy holidays, you guys. Thanks, Carlos. You too, man. Um, I didn't read Legion. You? Neither did I, because I have no interest in the Legion of Super. I've joked before that that is, like, too nerdy for me. Like, that's a step too far. Like, no, no, no. Superheroes in the future, and it's all Star Trek. No, 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 no. I I, I cannot. Sir, but I know the Legion has a huge fan base and sure a enough. massive following. And, hey, more power to you. I know what it's like to root for an underdog, guys. I really, really do. And I hope one day you get a creative team that you deserve that makes you all very happy. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm in the same boat as the Legion of Superheroes. Who could make it better? Just give it to Johns. He's the only one who wants to write about him anyway. And he did for the longest time. And like that was the thing. He was keeping Shazam. He was keeping Legion and JSA for himself. And then right. he got deposed from power, and they handed it out to everybody. Yeah. Therio, God of Rage, Jason Aaron's Avengers is the biggest, most retconniest piece of living dud for me all year. I'm right there with you, my friend. Does he do uh, that much retcon? I mean, I know he had to retcon mistakes he made yeah. with the Hulk and Ghost Rider and everything. Yeah. It's like, uh, did I say that? I meant, uh, no, I meant this. When you have to retcon yourself, that's when you're screwing up. 
Uh, Wes Morris, ASM before Russ Reigns felt like a waste of time, and Bendis and Superman never won me over. Stay safe and have a wonderful holiday season, you guys, and as the population as well. Thank you, Wes, and thank you uh, so much for your opinion and for your support. It's awesome. Um, yeah, man, I was the same, so, same boat. I was like, I like what you're doing, kinda, but I can't say I'm excited about anything you've done. And then last rights, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Uh, Timothy Lamb, thank you very much. Hey. Uh, London Wesley, Joker War, acknowledged the repetitive nature of a lot of major Batman events and says that things need to change only for it to then play out exact same story beats without any real changes to Bruce or his world. London, thank you for your support and thank you for bringing us to Joker War. I also believe Joker War was a big fat dud this year. See, I kind of disagree, actually. Again, I appreciated the lampshade hanging in it for the joke to be like, no, no, no. See, people just want, the, people say they want new and interesting things, but really they just want the same stories over and over again. And I'm going to give it to them. I think tying in, in the little moment, in the broad strokes, yes. If you look at Joker War in the broadest strokes, we have seen it a hundred times before. It is repetitive. But I think what Tynan works in that story and really works for his Batman run in general is those little moments that he finds to make things different. Like the fact in that story, the Joker was very nice and very cordial to strangers, which we've never <laughs> seen before. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting take on him. He's like, well, yeah, of course I'm nice and cordial and arguably sane when talking to these people because they're never going to fucking see me again. Right, right. Uh, and I'm like... That's an interesting take. The stuff with Punchline that would eventually become that great Punchline one shot. The stuff with Harley. This is the most I've been interested in a Harley in forever, the way Tynan wrote her. She was basically the secondary hero in that and was very important in the big finale. Harley's status quo has been a long time coming, uh, and Tynan is really good at cleaning house, setting up character status, and doing those little moments like you, like you mentioned, and I completely agree with you wholeheartedly on all of those points. Um, I feel like at the end of the day joker war felt hastily put together as far as it being an event a story arc it doesn't every batman story at some point should also like reflect bruce in some way i didn't really feel despite the fact that you get a lot of bruce action and you get a lot of like introspection it felt very sur surface level mm -hmm. um bruce is sad alfred's gone he feels like he needs to pick a better batman but makes no effort to do so uh i i i didn't feel the epic nature that the book desperately wanted me to think right. was happening. And that got to put the family back together. We got to do it right now because we got to set the stage for the next set of stories. Right. I, I uh, will say though, that series did, uh, cause I had a little list here of books I covered that I very much didn't enjoy. And mm -hmm. Joker war did have probably two of the very worst tie-ins and two books that I genuinely hated that. I it's funny. These were the only two tie-ins that actually got their own separate book and weren't part of the big tie-in collection that they put yeah. together that actually had some pretty solid stories in it it was the batwoman tie-in and the killer croc tie-in hmm. from detective comics those were huge stinkers because they completely went against the story that tynan was trying to tell where it's like yeah batman no money no gear no family has to work on his own and in both those stories he has money and gadgets and gotham acts like there isn't a massive joker war happening anyway and i'm just <laughs> like wow so these were completely useless yeah Similarly, uh, that Batgirl book, when uh, when they just changed Barbara Gordon's status quo, and then no one fought, no one did it. Any, like no one was like on board. She was oh, like, it doesn't work, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm acting to be Oracle, and, and everyone was like, no, 
Mm-mm. Yeah, well, I mean, she became Oracle again in Joker War, and she just is, and they look to be building up to a Batgirl team. But again, now that really matters because the Batgirl solo book is done. Yes, yes. So what happens to you in other books doesn't matter now because you're just fucking cast adrift now. Boom. We don't care. Uh, Taylor Pester, I have to say, sadly, that Tom Taylor's Hellblazer book was a dud for me. I only read the first issue and it was enough. It's coming out alongside Spurrier. It really did no favors. The funny thing is, for me, uh, it was a good idea, I think, to put it out around the same time because it illustrated two very different but still equally valid takes on Constantine's Mm. character. Uh, I agree with you. I think that if, unfortunately, Spurrier's hellblazer book illustrates that there isn't enough of an audience to sell constantine by himself the taylor black label book illustrates that you can do multiple versions of the character and it's and 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 they're all equally valid um but Tiffany was reading that book as well. And she, by issue two was like, okay, like she appreciates what's do what it, what's going on. She's like, I feel it, but like, it's just, it doesn't feel as authentic as the Hellblazer title. I, uh, I also read issue one cause I'm a big Taylor fan and I'm going to check out anything he does. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, this is fun. But then I didn't come back for it. And the numbers weren't there on the channel. Like you're saying, there's maybe not enough audience for Constantine or Hellblazer on its own. So I'm like, okay, this is a bad, bad channel investment for me, unfortunately. Right. So I guess, I guess I'll stop now. And if I'm not reading it for work, I'm not going to track it down to read it on my own. No, I, uh, I heard, I read the question. I think that started in 2019. Oh yeah, yeah. Question was a great book. I don't. I don't hear anything about it. I'm sad to report. I think maybe the question was a dud. I I read issue one and I'm like, oh, this is fun and interesting, and then never came back to it because it got drowned under all these other things. I I did enjoy that they weren't afraid to make uh, the question to an asshole. Right. Yeah, it works should be, and he is to where he's like literally browbeating a bunch of prostitutes he saved from a human trafficking ring. And I'm like, ah, yeah, there's the card carrying objectivist right there. Right. Uh, Meow Nan, uh, Grifter, and Midnight are both coming back with appearances in Future State and Batman books. Hey. Hope for Gen 13 or don't hold my breath. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing maybe Grifter is a testing ground to see, like, do, is there room for Wildstorm? I mean, we really pushed Wildstorm three different times yeah. our hugest reboot but uh maybe it'll work now i think gen 13 i i've said this out loud amongst my team before to much ire and side to long glances but i believe there is room for gen 13 i think gen 13 could succeed mm-hmm. uh we've given the proper opportunity and people keep throwing like well gail simone wrote gen 13 that didn't sell i'm like i don't really think gail simone's the best thing in the world and I don't think Gail Simone really did a great job with Gen 13. Um, but, uh, you know, doesn't mean I don't like her writing. It doesn't mean I don't like her. It's just like I I wouldn't put I wouldn't point to Gail Simone's effort as the end all be all. Well, if she can't do it, that no one can for Gen 13 for a team of teenagers. Like, I think Bendis would do a great job with Gen 13. Yeah, I'm always positive. If you want to do anything with Gen 13, stick them on the Legion of Superheroes and make it about yeah. like I don't know. Jewel Wilson doing these days. Right? She, she, she only that. wrote the most popular modern teen character of this era, and then they never asked her to do it again. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Josh Burke, it's it 
it's Hippolyta and Justice League Wonder Woman's in Valhalla with the new run. Is that confirmed oh. or is that just what you think? Oh, yeah, that's what you read somewhere. Yeah, because the first cover we saw of Wonder Woman, she's all Vikinged up for some reason. Yes, exactly. I don't which know. Is actually, which is actually pretty fucking interesting because it's like, yeah, Wonder Woman is so couched in Greek mythology. What if she got to go visit other mythologies and got to do some shit there with other gods? Right? She has before. To much, to much, to lack of acclaim. I guess so. I was just say, just go full Assassin's Creed with Wonder Woman and <laughs> just have her visit all the other gods and see what they're doing now. That'd be fine. Kevin Myers, Batman on Monday. I got to save the multiverse from Evil Me Tuesday. I got to stop Two Face. I'm sorry for sounding reductionist, but it's all too much. It is. It is too much. It's 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 way too much. There's too much Batman. We uh we mentioned Constantine too, which again brings up Justice League Dark, another yeah. book I dropped this year, and I loved it so much when it started. I, it was the best team book at DC for a little bit, and the best of the Justice League books. And then Tynan left to do Batman, and he gave it to Ram V with a lot of stuff unfinished, and whatever ending he was going for, and whatever you know ultimate summation for these characters' journeys. Just wasn't there anymore because he handed it off to another guy who this wasn't his bag. And no offense to Ram V, he tried very, very hard, but I just did not care about the end of the story when Tynan was gone with it. And I tried. I stuck in there through that Animal Man arc. I stuck in there through the new Swamp Thing, which ironically, Ram V will be writing the new Swamp Thing book, yep. which I'm very excited for and I'm very much going to check that out. But I just did not care how Justice League Dark was going to end. Like, literally, when Tynan left, the book should have rebooted. It should have been a completely new thing. But no, we got to finish the Upside Down Man and the other. We can't leave these things hanging. No, because some other, like, lesser person will take it over or not do anything with it. Um, John Carlos, I'm so sick of monsters and God showing up and threatening the universe. Can we go back to personal stories about people? Happy holidays. You too, John. Yeah, man, I think everyone's had, a, had, a, had their fill of gods, monsters, and... And everything in between destroying everything in the universe. Yeah, I love crafting who's a fudges. Yeah, I, I certainly am sick of it. I'll tell you that. Um, what happened to the mad scientist with a death right? Can we go back to that for a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Cho, uh, happy holidays. Prefer three jokers over joker war. Me too, man. Man, you know, the real problem with those things, I think both would have actually been much better received if they didn't fucking come out right next to each other at the same time. Like, seriously, just move it by a couple months and let either story stand on their own. And I think they would have been much better received. Agreed. It's uh, it's just It's just a failure in the publisher to know when to schedule their books. It's like, come on, you already pushed Joker War or Three Jokers back. How long you can't push it back? Another, just even another month. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No AO'd. Morbius lasted five issues, I'll have you know. We got <laughs> that. Uh, and loved it. Uh, also, the Moon Knight fan. It was awesome seeing Moon Knight kick in the Avengers Collective butt. Then Mark fights Khonshu again. Up yours, Aaron. Yeah, it was fun for a bit. And again, too, I'm going to guess Jason Aaron probably didn't read all the other Moon Knight runs that came before. because I know, up didn't. Because I know a lot had happened with Moon Knight between all those other runs that he had. Yeah. Aaron A, I love Three Jokers, beautiful story about trauma. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob K dropped all the endless X books because I was tired of guessing what plots mattered. Call me when we get back to the ascension of post-humanity. Um, at the end of the day... The comics that matter the most are the ones you enjoy. Exactly. And I'd that's what I like books, about this era. Right? I'd stop looking for books that matter. Because yeah. You know what? You know who it doesn't matter to? The people that are publishing them. Mm. So, like, you know, what you think matters might not matter to the writer, 
and exactly. or what matters to the writer might not matter to the editor like to so, Hick, or to hickman even or yeah so i would just like look for the books that make you happy as opposed to the books that like matter x x-men is a buffet now it's the yeah. best x buffet there's ever been do you like the x-force and the morally ambiguous spy stuff read that do you like the weird darkest fuck comedy of hellions well you can read that do you like sword and sorcery well read excalibur literally there is a book for everyone and also too I mentioned before about how Avengers and Justice League Dark completely lost me because I'm like, this isn't what I come to team books for. You right. better believe all those X-Men books are what I come to team books for, and there's one for every taste. Yes, that's true. Uh, Art and Chitwood, uh, Empire was the Marvel event trying the most to get my attention. For some reason, it's unfortunate that it totally failed to do so. Uh, I will say Empire's a dud. No question. Really? Uh, but... The reason why it may have uh, made you think it was trying to, it was like jockeying for your attention is because it was the only massive event besides death metal yeah. that was happening True. during the pandemic. Uh, I think Empire did not, I don't think Empire was nearly as, as, as successful as like things like No Surrender. No, no, it wasn't. But it was fun. It had its moments. I like what it did with Hulkling and Wiccan, and it did set the stage for stuff to come later. I mean, fuck, they referenced it in King in Black. Yeah, here's all these leftover ships. Yep, there from this event, let's blow them up and everything. And sword uh, comes out of it as well. Exactly, it sets up sword. You cannot deny that it set up some fairly interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, though, I think that for the most part, I think a lot of people were like, "Does this matter? Is this important?" I don't know or care about anything that's happening. Like, I heard a lot of like, "Eh." And ultimately, like, by the time I got to issue four, I was like, "This is it's time to stop." Like, <laughs> I read the whole thing, but like. And you did a video on it. If if we weren't doing very well, like if if there were more books or better books that would do better on the channel, we would we'd have dropped it. I thought it felt quaint in a weird way. I'm like, oh, this feels like an old timey Marvel cosmic event. I remember the Kotati. I remember the Kree Scroll War. Yeah, it's very okay. Yes. Uh, Brian Rollins, I have no idea what the hell's happening in Grant Morrison's Green Lantern. You and everybody else, man. <laughs> is the Green Lantern book a dud? Uh, I have not been reading it because Green Lantern has been impenetrable for me for yep. the longest time. And putting Grant Morrison on it did not help it make any more accessible nope. to someone like me. Nope. I picked up the first issue. I read it cover to cover. I was like, okay. Uh, and that's it. And then I bought the first two trades. I was like, okay, one of these days I'm going to read it all. I better read it all at once. Um, and I've never cracked them. I, I did like the one panel though, that made the rounds where it's basically Morrison just massively shit talking everything else that's happening at DC. In the that's pretty good. I don't yeah. think that can be a dud at all. I think that's pretty baller. Yeah, that's like best moments of 2020 in, yeah. in a book that no one's reading. Uh, Therio, God of Rage, you guys are my favorite comic show. Thank you, oh. Therio. Uh, Aaron Retcon's Origin of Life on Earth, as well as The Origin of the Eternals. Avengers BC is honestly just one enormous retcon. The Origin of Mjolnir, again. Yeah, no, he does a lot of retcons, especially in his Avengers run. He's yeah. constantly retconning. I, I can dig on the Avengers BC retcons because it's like, well, yeah, obviously there would have to be a first Black Panther and a first Iron Fist and all this other stuff. We might as well tell those stories. If, um... My my, uh, it was funny when I introduced the Avengers ten million to like or one million to the uh, to the team, they were like, "How come Phoenix is hot? <laughs> is she a person?" And I'm like, and, I, and I'm like, "Yeah, she's a human that has a host." 
humans didn't look like that a million years ago. Like, is she an ape person that was like, did they evolve her? Well, obviously, if you get cool, what is it, Phoenix powers, you get hot powers, too. Yeah, they make you attractive to people a million years in the future. I I mean, clearly, the Phoenix has excellent taste in hosts and everything, and you can't be the host of the Phoenix if you're not a little sexy. (laughs) Right? Bizarre. I mean, like, it's no bizarre than anything. Then, like, then cosmic firebird forces invading your body because you're a psychic, and that's why, you know, like, it's all silly, but, like, eventually if you if you ta- if you if you stack silly on top of silly on top of silly you get death metal yes uh tevia smolka x of swords with ten of swords was dud for me and really did nothing well there's it, no accounting for taste i mean it did lots of things but sure why not sure man uh there are other youtubers you can watch that agree with your opinions yes uh, but yeah man um let's jump into the biggest ones right i i think ultimately for me death metal became a dud yeah, like, again, I was on board with death metal for so long, and I still kind of am. Like, I, I know, you you are the only person I know who's still like, no, guys, we're having fun. I'm like, you're the only one having fun at this point, man. Okay, okay like, I, I will admit, is it a monument to excess? Yes, it is. And here's the thing, if it was just the main series, it would be much more palatable, but it's, hey, here's, what is it, like, six, seven issues? How many issues? Is seven there? issues. Okay, here's seven issues and a billion tie-ins but no you have to read the tie-ins or you will be lost in your place in the main series because they take place right after another even these anthology books yes even the anthology books we're just gonna do one anthology no we're gonna do like 10 fucking anthology books because there is just so much story in this and i'm like no but 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 we were having fun though it's it's a joke death metal ha 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 so silly we're we're commenting on an event well it's happening and like oh you know it only cost four hundred dollars to buy the whole thing and I'm like, okay, see, these things seem to be at odds with each other. And like, look, we, we all know it's just going to go back at the end, right? And that's part of the joke. Too. No, no, Omniverse and everything else. And actually, it's like, it's a joke, but you need to take this stuff seriously. Though I'm like, oh, well, these things don't go together. Yeah, and your Watcher ripoff character looks stupid, but he, I'm supposed to take him very seriously. Um, Death Metal's a mukbang video. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's at odds with itself. That's the thing. Like, I wish, I almost wish I could edit it and be like, okay, death metal, just the funny parts, just the ha-ha parts, because literally that's what it is. It's it's a comedy. It's Snyder trying his hand at the only thing he hasn't done before. Let's make a joke. Let us parody crises while we're having a crisis, and let's literally have fucking Barbatos come in and complain and say, you know, the reason that these keep happening is because people keep losing faith in heroes, which means we're losing faith in writers, and the reason we keep doing crises is because we're all fucking creatively bankrupt well we do a big creatively bankrupt story see it's funny yeah but that's not funny it's just just tell good stories don't like don't bilk me for all i'm worth telling this big dumb thing this big bloated thing that means nothing but wonder woman cut through continuity with chainsaw yeah 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 wonder woman ripped off the ending to witching hour according to tiffany Oh, really? Is uh, that a witchy? Yeah, I see. I didn't read the end of Witching Hour. Give her all the actually... powers. Make her big and punch the bad guy. That's like, it. Yeah, she turns solid. Bad. She becomes solid gold Homer is what she yeah. becomes. 14 karat gold. <laughs> Mikey Jesus, Death Metal and Empire sold equally in my comic shop and both made me cynical. That's funny. I mean, like, yeah, if I were in the comic shop and those are my two options, I'd be like deeply pissed. I'd be like, I'm done. Like, I might quit comics. 
there, there was also two months of no comics, so I think people were really happy to come back and get to read something. I know I was. Also, too, uh, as we talk about Death Metal, we're multiple issues in now, and there's been, like, one side story with Lobo that actually explained what Death Metal was. Oh, I didn't read that one. Yes, if you want to know what Death Metal is and why it's important, you got to read the Lobo tie-in, everyone. Yeah, that's where they stuck the importance of metal. Also, it was very clear that Green Arrow's box from Justice League was supposed to have Death Metal in it, but everyone forgot. Yeah, yeah, well, they didn't remind you. Jimmy, Jonathan, Lee, hey guys, hope you're doing fine. Anyway, for Joel, do you like Ahmed's run on Ms. Marvel? Because to be honest, I did not like it. I had a lot of issues. (sighs) I'm like four issues behind on it. I do plan to finish it because 18 it ends. It's not as good as his miles. It's not as exciting. I do not like that. They made the parents forget that she was Miss Marvel. That was a hard pill to swallow. He did invent some new villains though, that I actually do enjoy. And she actually has a rogues gallery now where before she didn't, but uh, yeah, it's, it's no G Will Wilson run. And this late in, I can say it. It's just, that first run was just fucking lightning in a bottle and it's going to be hard to recatch. They're going to do her again because she's getting the TV show and everything. And we're going to get a new number one. I hope we get someone fun and interesting. And here's the thing too. Willow Wilson isn't really doing anything right now. As far as I think she has like novels and other stuff. Just, fucking get her, her back, back on the book pay, yeah. pay her whatever she wants bring her back you're gonna be adapting her work anyway for the show so wouldn't this be a big thing like hey we're going back we got the original right it's the big return and yeah. everyone will be super stoked on it and right. i'll be stoked on it uh radical radish death metal was the book that made me realize i just can't read event comics every time i try i get completely lost in the shuffle and i want my simple monthly issues back but i can never escape them yeah man uh thank you very much for your support radical radish that's the that's the real problem with event comics is that they make money on the front end Mm. but they're just there's the money is too green and the desperation is too high and mm. the desire is too strong to like stop or mo- or mitigate it. So like every, it's never like an arc. It's always an event. Yeah. True. Um, Therio God of rage. Don't forget the continued character assassinations of Odin. Hey man, you do. You like what you like, Joel. All that matters. And that's all that matters in comics. <laughs> Oh, yeah, people people are really mad at how Aaron writes Odin for some reason. Like, he's not strong enough. You should be more powerful than this. Or, like, he's too much of a dick. I'm like, no, he's always been a dick, though, guys. Like, literally, his whole thing was, I'm going to send my stupid son to Earth and teach him a very convoluted lesson. Literally, that's all in his character. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I I don't really care about Odin enough to worry about his character. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't know why people... The book's not fucking called Odin. It's called Thor. yeah. I don't give a shit about uh, Odin is a side character. Yeah. Meow Nian. What's that expression again? A taxi cab without a driver. After mm. all this, can DC finally get some sort of focus? Yeah. George, <laughs> you got to attribute it. George Perez. Marvel's a tank. DC's a taxi cab with no driver. Uh, it really felt DC, like that this year. Yeah. Can DC have some sort of focus? They can. Will they? Probably not. Guess we'll find out in January. Uh, Swordfish 97. Tales from the Dark Multiverse are all duds, except for the death, the death of Superman 1. Yeah, that's fair. I, I liked a lot of the original ones. This second set of dark multiverse stories have been considerably weaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they are like, it's like they were, they greenlit them because they were a pitch. Like, 100%. Like they were done making them after the first volume. And then they were like, 
we went, oh, that sold well. Let's get another volume. And they were like, who has a pitch for Dark Multiverse? Literally. Like, the only people who wrote them were the only people who pitched them. And, and creatively, too, it's like, okay, so you're not even really interested in telling interesting what-if takes on these stories. You're really using the stories as jumping-off points now to tell completely different stories. Yes, that's right. Which that kind of annoys the shit of me. Like that hushed one. I'm like, this This is just a pitch you had in your back pocket, <laughs> isn't it? Because this has like literally nothing to do with Hush, except for the fact that it stars Tommy Elliott. Yep. That Flashpoint one was really bad too, where it's like yes. Flashpoint shouldn't have been a dark multiverse because it was already dark as it was. Yeah. Yeah. I picked it up because I was like, there's no way. Like it's already the darkest. And it was. And it just continued to be dumb. I don't like reverse flashes, red pants. That that annoys me. They were horrible. It was a weird decision. That grinds my gears. Uh, Jimmy Jonathan Lee, I also disliked Outlawed. Marvel should stop Hero versus Hero Registration Act storylines. The crossover was a poor man's Young Justice Season 3. I, I think that ultimately it came at the wrong... I mean, like, they didn't believe in it, and the way they executed it, I ultimately think was not strong enough. Like they didn't, they didn't push it the way that they would push any book starring, not those characters. It, it was hurt the most by the pandemic. Cause it should be so much farther along than it is right now. And we're still, oh, still going. The- yes, it is. It's well, okay. Cause so it's, it's done in Spider-Man. It's done in Miss Marvel, but the main champions book is still dealing with it. Cause it's only like three issues in and everything, right. but it had a cool moment in the end there where Cyclops came back and yes. saved them all. Also, too, I, I think that, uh, what is it, Outlawed is much better than Civil War 2 because, again, yeah. the heroes aren't fighting each other. They're not. They're fighting the new warriors because right. fuck the new warriors and no one likes them and they're right. stupid and they're good to make villains out of. And also, too, the villain is just a spineless politician who is trying to, like, you know, climb the political ladder by getting tough on something. And another yeah. thing, too, that actually works about Outlaws, and I will, you know, sing this to my dying day, there is a real great subtle bit of irony that goes through all the titles where it's like, ooh, Miles is stopping a mugging. Oh, no, wait, here comes the agents of Cradle and tanks and gunships and everything. And the idea being, you know, if they spent all the money and manpower on stopping young heroes – in stopping muggings, I wouldn't need to be a young hero. But hey, that's the fucking government for you, isn't it? That's fair. That's a good point. And it's in every one of the books that Eval Ewing and Saldan Amid and everything did. I'm like, see, this is good. This is good, subtle social commentary. I like this. Never do the characters stop and say that. They just let you see it. Right. Uh, Garrett Kinsley agrees with you. My hope is Eve Ewing will be given Ms. Marvel. I loved it every time I see her write for Kamala. That's a pretty good pitch, actually. And that seems more than likely. It's probably less expensive, too. Probably, too, yeah. So, uh, ultimately, my question to you is, was Three Jokers a dud? I really liked the ending, but I will say that it is not taking up a lot of page real estate in my head, and I think for a lot of people, because it got built up for so long yep. and got delayed so often. It's it's the cyberpunk of comics, where it's yeah. like your uh, expectations were way too sky high for anything to possibly deliver, which also saying that it may have had problems in and of itself. Yeah. Well, except that cyberpunk is loaded with bugs and can't yeah. be played by certain systems, whereas Three yeah. Jokers is just a story which is subjective in and of itself. True enough. So, like, yes, uh, uh, the three jokers. The question, I guess, isn't even necessarily is was it a dud, but more could it ever have succeeded? 
I mean, it feels like everything was put in its way. Too many delays, too high expectations. The weird relationship that DC seems to have with Jeff Johns now where it's almost openly hostile and antagonistic. Totally. Um, three Jokers in any other time. I mean, it sold great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and at any other time, it, yeah. And at any other time, it would have been um, a huge success uh, in terms of critical reception and, and acceptance. Um I think ultimately Three Jokers isn't so much a dud as much as it didn't live up to the hype. Yeah. Which is an unfair thing to throw at it as well, because at the end of the day, could it ever have? Mm, that's the problem um, with hype. That's the problem yeah. with expectations. Yeah, I think. But but at the end of the day, even now that it has had the breathing room to exist and be something you can read on its own in a vacuum, no one's talking about it. Yeah, that's the uh, it had very little. What is it? Cultural staying power because yeah. we're already moving on to the next thing. Yeah, it, well, it, month month to month, everyone's moved on. But will it be considered like a seminal Batman book, or will it be just some dud? And ultimately, I think that's for time to decide. Not it is. Time. It is for time to decide. And I, I'm not. I don't mind weighing in on on something that like will happen in the future. I feel like three Jokers by nature won't be a killing joke. It won't even be a Batman ego because it is too steeped in continuity yet also not impactful on mm. the status quo. So like, it's not a great standalone Batman right. story, nor is it an impactful story that changes Batman. Right. You know, like, th like people consider a death in the family to be an iconic Batman story. Right. When really it was just, I think it's three chapters. It's very short. Yeah, It's just three books in the regular ongoing story of Batman. And like at, at, on one end, Jason Todd's alive. On the other, he's not. And that impact changes the status quo for Batman and changes Batman as a comic book irrevocably. It right. removes Jason Todd, makes him into a villain, creates a new Robin, has this great status quo for Batman and Nightwing again. Like a lot of things are impacted by that. And you don't, without Tim, you don't get Stephanie and you know, mm. Cassie and No Man's Land. Every, like Batman doesn't progress the, in that direction without this thing that happens. With Three Jokers, that doesn't have the impact. And also maybe it was supposed to be in continuity, but now it's not. But maybe it is. The fact that they can't make up their mind about whether or not it's in continuity or it matters or not is also probably, I'm sure, maddening. I'm sure you got it to all the people who brought up, but but the Mobius chair, but but all this other stuff. Yeah, and those I'm are like, in there. Those are those are was window dressing. Yeah, and I'm like, guys, that was like five years ago, man. You still you still harping on the Mobius chair, man. Why why you gotta bring up old stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's literally a thing that set up the damn book, but at the same time, I don't think that those are the problems that people like. Agreed. Those are the superficial problems that readers month to month have with the book where they're like, yeah. it doesn't have the Mobius chair. What is he? If he asked about Joe chill and he knew who Joker was, then why wouldn't he know? Like, why would he ask? And it's like, those aren't the questions. Yeah. Um, which could be what, uh, what's his name? What, what's John's is trying to say in the first place. I, I don't know. I, I think ultimately what's frustrating is like earth one Batman will be more impactful and will be more, relevant mm -hmm. to people than than joker than three jokers yeah dan v 900 my biggest dud is death metal as the culmination of what i consider a terrible justice league run by snyder he tried so hard to be grant morrison when ironically morrison's jla run was back to basics hmm. not good yeah man uh it's funny how 
Morrison was just like, I just want to tell a couple of stories about these characters. They just ended up being like epic and relevant right. and, and, and enduring with a lot of readers. Like it really resonated. Um, that's the problem, man. Just, just stay in your wheelhouse, break out when you want to, when you're excited, but don't try to emulate another author. It, it definitely felt it's like, this is probably going to be my last story at DC before I go do indie creator stuff and everything. So I gotta, I gotta get it all out. I gotta get it all yeah. out on the page. Cause I might never get a chance to do this. That's what yeah. it feels like. That's, that's true. That's fair. Um, Rusky says, uh, the only new warrior, the only good new warrior appearances in Zdarsky Spider-Man where bar the barista is a new warrior. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's funny. Where they should be. <laughs> right. Uh, Brandon Santiago, are there any non-superhero books you guys have been enjoying? Uh, still like the heroes, but the indies have mainly been keeping me into comics this year. Um, yeah. I'll give you the Tiffany recommendations, which are, we only find them when they're dead. Something's killing the children. Once in future. Um, you should read the Hellblazer book only because it's done mm. and it isn't a superhero book. Uh, money shot. I quite enjoyed mm. also Conan technically, uh, in the Marvel wheelhouse, but not really superhero, even though he is on Savage Avengers and Hey, let's throw some Kyle Higgins, uh, Ultraman in there too, which is getting a sequel series. So it actually did pretty good. So don't mm. be shocked if you get more tokusatsu at Marvel and eventually they're going to cross those worlds over because they always get crossed over. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Therio God of Rage, uh, thank you very much for your support, man. Uh, I'm going to make this the last point about Odin because I'm not going to use Super Chats as an argument with Joel. You can yeah, just contact really. him on Twitter, at Kate Joel. <laughs> no, no, please I, keep giving us money. <laughs> yeah, I hard disagree with Joel about Odin. His power level is fine, but he, before Aaron, clearly was proud of Thor and taught him humility because he wanted Thor to be better than himself and rule right. Asgard after he's gone. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, listen. Fair uh, enough. Odin is a, is a god like that no one cares about like in terms of humans worshiping them. So he can I be mean, anything and do anything. Like he can change I mean, his mind. I remember like, reading. What was like it? also he was exiled for a bit too and everything. And his wife was running and he clearly felt inadequate, which made him act like a dick and everything. And he started yeah. working with his brother called the serpent again. I think it made sense. I remember reading. Um, I don't remember what it was. One of them. One with the, with the, with the snakes um uh fear itself yeah 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 yeah. and i remember being like is is odin out of character like what's happening like odin is odin has never been in character for me like odin has constantly been at the whim of whoever's writing about the time yeah uh dan v 900 i gave up so early on aaron's avengers run where it would probably be there bendis was with screwing up superman comics and john the only dc works by bendis i like is batman universe it's great mm -hmm. agreed it batman is. universe is great thank you for your review session uh, Gabriel Reyes Jr. While I like death metal, some of the best moments are from its tie-ins. I can't argue with that. It's it's where all the fan service is, where it's like, That's hey, right. look, Flash, Wally got to be Flash again, everyone, and the Titans all got to be together again, and oh, here's yeah. Green Arrow and Black Canary yeah. getting to be together again. Like those tie-ins are sold solely on the fan service, which again, I'm like, this is cool, but none of this is going to matter because no one's probably going to remember this because you're just going to crisis the fucking universe anyway. Damn right. Uh, Sean Deef, I'm sorry I missed you. So, had the three Jokers stayed alive, it could have had more staying impact. Would you have wanted three Jokers to stay alive and continue to be running around the DC universe and every time you read a Joker story to have to ask, okay, which one's this? Yeah, not me. That feels uh, tedious. Mikey Jesus, uh, during pandemic, when people want more content than ever, the big two just farted and didn't lean in and DC fell apart, generally disappointed. Yeah, 
They did have good digital comics. I think that's something people are forgetting from this era. DC discovered, oh, shit, digital is a good market for this. And, oh, they put out the best Superman comic digitally, Man of Tomorrow. That's where that was, everyone. There was yeah. a good Superman book this year. You just could have missed it. That's and right. The, and the fact that those digital books did so good, they gave you Super Sons back digitally. Yes. Yes. And, of course, you also had, like, well, you had a lot of good books. You had... um had that uh you had two different deceased books yeah which was a digital exclusive series yes exactly um, but uh, yeah man in the animated series book two which was also digital yes i hate that book too yeah I, 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 I dropped it too because again it was also going really slow and not yeah. going where i wanted with it yeah and it's only a buck it's like that's a dud yeah. uh, another another honorable mention as far as duds concerned i'm sorry to have to say this but Batman the Max was not very good. No, it wasn't. That's hard to believe. I know you were excited for that. That's I mean, like I was excited in as much. I'm like, oh, no, really? Morbidly curious. Yeah. It's like when your friend that, you know, can't do a flip is (laughs) threatening to do a flip. And you're like, do it. (laughs) Jump. Uh, Yeah, it's not good. It's (laughs) it's not good. Like. It's it's not even half good. What you doing, Stewie? <laughs> but how about that cover, though? Which one? The first one. Oh, you know, I mean... it's you know, <laughs> it's just it just gets away from itself, I guess. And there was a huge delay between like the fa- the last two issues. I don't know why, but like, you know, it's just. I'm glad it exists. I think it's really fun that they made one. I hope it gets people on the bandwagon. Like, I hope it gets people aware of the max. Right. Um, I don't know if there's any good Mac stories that can be told today, uh-huh. but you could always read the, artifact. the collected stuff is from IDW. Now you can, you can get that. Uh, Therio got a rage is back saying fair enough, Sal, no argument here, just conversation. What I love about comics is everyone has different opinions and feelings. Much love. That's right, man. Big I, agree. I, I completely agree with that. And, uh, but yeah, the art for Batman, the Max is good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I I read every issue. I'm I might even do it on back issues. We'll see. Nice. I don't know. The funny thing is, I'm wrong. Like, I prefer Keith from like '94. Like, I like original Keith. And when Keith was like, "Oh my God, I'm Sam fucking Keith. Here we go!" It starts like going crazy <laughs> with his art. I remember when we did the Max on back issues, and Ethan's like, "I like this," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> no." That's a great episode, by the way, your episode of The Max. I oh, forgot about that one. That that one took me right back in time because I remember watching that show and trying to parse it. And that was like that was like Twin Peaks for yes. me as a young person. Like, what does it mean, though? I know it means something. Yeah. The Max is Twin Peaks for 12-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something, by the way. If you ever if you ever like The Max, all right. I, I, you've said The Max so many times, I got to check it out. Watch the show. The show is a perfect distillation of the comic. Mm-hmm. Just, just watch the show. It's, it's available. Let's put it that way. It's available. You could find it. Um, they're fifteen minute episodes. I think there's like eight of them or something. Like it's, it's, it's a really, it's the 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 voice acting is fantastic. The animation is just perfect recreations of the. It's just the comic panels moving wonderfully moody. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It is something I'll just throw on once in a while. But like, it's literally reading the first eight to ten issues of the comic, basically. And it ends. Shocking like, that doesn't happen more. Yeah, and the the show ends unlike the like the comic ends, I think terribly, mm. and the show ends pretty well. 
So I check that out. But uh, there we go, everybody. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, like these are all opinions. We hope we didn't color your opinion in any way that makes you not want to buy comics. We want you to pick them up if you are interested uh, in checking that out. We do have a Best Comics of 2020 episode that yeah. came out, I think, two or three weeks ago. You should check that out as well. Uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys mm-hmm. next time with a whole new episode of Elseworlds Exchange. If we don't see you, happy uh, holidays to you and have an amazing new year. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, you know, I, I'm as I get older, I put less emphasis on like the new year being mm-hmm. like cathartically different from it what it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, let's let's use it as an opportunity. Let's not put expectations on 2021. Yeah. But rather, let's 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 use 2021. Let's like manipulate it. 2021 into being a year of opportunity for all of us. Rebuilding. By the way. John Soto uh, in the chat. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to you because your dad uh, left you a Mac statue. That's awesome. You have a cool relic. You had a really cool dad. <laughs> Congratulations, man. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. But uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. And uh, I, Joel and I are going to keep talking over on patreon.com slash compop if you want to keep it going. Um, Don't miss it. But we'll start that in about five or so minutes.